Are you ready? Starting now? (laughs) (laughs) Now you just messed it up, you knob. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. (laughs) Fuckers fuckers better appreciate it. (coughs) What's the title of this podcast again? I don't know. Objects, I don't know. Something with a penis, I guess. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Popular with the ladies. (laughs) Oh, I'm not even going to apologize because I hopefully, hopefully it sounds (laughs) fucking hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, really, this is, this is fucking explicit now. (laughs) Ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And first off, yesterday was our three-month anniversary of this fun-loving podcast. So happy anniversary to us. (laughs) <laughs> congratulations to us it was funny i posted it uh you may have seen it on on facebook also but i posted a coin for three months and then you know put sober anniversary or anniversary for the podcast whatever it was but mm-hmm. we got uh we got congratulated quite a bit and i started to think i'm like i'm wondering if people thought that it was like one of our three-month anniversaries which you get or <laughs> you know i don't care one way or the other if they start listening back they're going to realize it's you know, a few more months than three, but one way or the other. Yeah. So February 27th. And I look back at it, uh, I think it was, that might've been last weekend. Cause I couldn't remember when, I, I mean, we had, I, I don't know. I started the page, I think maybe mid February, but the, the actual first episode was February 27th. So um, yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool, but uh, that goes along with the, with the stats. And I, I'll go through this real quick because uh, in, I'm, trying to do this a little bit different obviously give the number of where we're at and everything but also where we increased which this week in my opinion was kind of a kind of a big week so our right. followers yeah i mean i think so you'll hear this in just a second but our followers right. went on instagram of 87 followers um, to 872 wow yeah now the the number of plays, so individual plays on the podcast, went up 117 this week, and that is 692 uh, individual plays. Wow, doing big things! Now, yeah. <laughs> so the the top episode, um, episode four, is now the fourth um, at 57 plays, and that uh, again is our first 30 days. That's episode four. Episode 10 is our number one, and that is, yes, you're right, Mike, the, the vodka bottle one, is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I still think is kind of funny. I didn't think about that when we were talking about it last week until, obviously, until you brought it up. But, yeah, the one with the with the absolute vodka bottle on there, uh, oh. 63, 63, and then episode three, which, again, is still your story, and then episode 13, which is last week's episode, both of those are tied for 62 plays total which um that's the honestly that's the most that we've had in a in a single episode in a week um so again the one we just recorded and released uh last week saturday um so we could go today has had uh, 62 individual plays which i thought was was pretty amazing um hmm. our demographics still women uh, still have 60 percent men 35 percent uh, we're still crushing it with the uh, with the folks our age at 45 uh, years old to 59 at 52 percent. Um, 35 to 44 years old is at 27 percent, and then uh, the 28 to 34 year olds are 14 percent, and then a few one percent here there on the on the other ones. But uh, but yeah, the the biggest thing was and and I watched I was watching the the number of plays obviously you know rise up throughout the week, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't clicking, you know, that it had been over a hundred. So, I mean, I keep, I've got, you know, notes and stuff I make from each week. So I, st- I still have all the notes from probably the last, I don't know, five or six weeks, you know, so I've right. got these sheep and I, and I looked and I'm like, damn. <laughs> so, 
and so, they said we wouldn't last. Yeah, well, we're three months into into that. You know, we still have nine months to fail. So stick around, guys. Maybe <laughs> you know that, that. What's that? We're doing our best. Yeah, exactly. Doing our best not to fail. But yes, to to that to that motherfucker that said ninety percent fail in the first year. We got we're three months in and actually thriving so far. I don't know if I want to use that word, but thriving I think might be a <laughs> might be a decent enough word. Right. So. Right. Couple of couple of comments which I thought were funny. First of all, the the individual in in California. I mean, she's um, she's really cool, and she had commented on the um, you know, I, and I know I I keep talking about her that she's really cool, and she just is. But mm-hmm. she had commented on the um, the anniversary post, and she's like, "Wow, three months already!" And then she said, uh, "She goes, I'm still pulling." She goes, "I'm still pulling for you two cuties." Yeah. <laughs> she has vision problems. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's the one that originally said that uh, you know that we we sound cute together. So she just uh, she plays that still every once in a while, which I think is funny. But a comment that came in this morning, and this was just on uh, just a regular message or or comment. I, think, I don't know if he meant, sent me a message. I can't remember if it was a comment on one of the <clears throat> one of the posts I had. But and it's somebody that's been following us for a little bit. But he says um, he starts off his comment of "Well, fuck you two assholes." <laughs> Done got me making the bed and shit this morning. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I thought about that. I'm like, uh, well, you know, at least we know we know somebody's listening to something. I, I I messaged back or commented back. I'm just like, you know, that's awesome. I said, hey, good habits, my friend. So, yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny. Making our little corner of the world a better place. That's what it's all about. <laughs> exactly. So, so you had to, um, and, and I've got, one way or the other, I'm going to bitch a little bit about work just to get it off of my, probably out of my head if nothing else. But um, so you had to work yesterday, which normally Friday is your off day, right? And that's that's one of the one of the reasons we didn't we didn't record last night, which is which is cool. I mean, I had a I had a long and, and ridiculously hard week, and um, I know Mike had to work yesterday, so that that was out of the ordinary though for you to work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, picked up a six day. I'm trying to make a little extra money because I uh, got some things going on this summer that, uh, you know, going to cost some cash. So try to bank it up when I can. But yeah, so I worked a uh, six day yesterday and uh, it was, uh, like I said, I usually don't work Fridays and, you know, rush hour Friday and let's add the holiday weekend to it. Um, it was just, it was insane on the road yesterday. Um, I got caught behind a uh, fatal crash uh one uh, which is one of the holiday one of the main roads here yeah it was uh they, they were just idiots extra special idiotic yesterday so um yeah it was fun <laughs> but i made it out sound because you know i am a professional <laughs> well and you know what i mean uh, yeah you talk about fatality i mean that's uh that's obviously no fun. And that it just reminded me when uh, it was a few, well, probably a handful of years ago now, I was heading out to Ohio. And if I, if I ever go out to Ohio for the weekend, I, I try to take off on Friday, you know, drive out that day. Usually, you know, like we did when I went out for our uh, um, anniversary weekend, right. you know, we tried to try to hit a meeting on Friday and then worst case scenario, I'll come back on Sunday, but whatever. So I do it on purpose. I don't, I mean, first of all, leave it on that day, but I don't leave until usually not till nine because same deal. I mean, Milwaukee traffic is not super terrible, but it's not great. Uh, but right. you know, you, I got to kind of time myself getting around Chicago, but mm-hmm. I don't think I was, I don't even think I was on the road for it. I remember where the backup was. It was within the first hour and there was construction on 94 South heading out of Wisconsin. And I got stuck, um, like for an hour or longer. And again, of course, I'm just sitting there. I'm, I'm bitching. And I'm like, man, I got places to go, people to see. Well, right. so, do you know who I think I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example. Perfect uh-huh. example. So um, all said and done, what, what happened was, is this guy, uh, and it was kind of a whole, it was a tragic story. But first of all, mm-hmm. the guy died. I mean, that's that number one, the guy, the guy died. So mm-hmm. tragic in and of itself, but he had apparently, um, I don't know if he had like tried to abduct his girlfriend or wife or mm. uh, the police, the police were after him 
So that was the whole point. He was buzzing down the freeway and lost control of his car and ran into one of the, um, a paver, like one of those big highway pavers. Yeah. A Jersey wall. Yeah. And it just like exploded his car. It was a mess, you know? So, Mm. um, all said and done, I was pissed off about, about being stuck in traffic. And I'm like, Ooh, part of me is like, Ooh, the guy died. That's bad. Then I'm like, Oh, he was a piece of shit anyhow. So, well, right. (laughs) (laughs) which again that's that's how my head works but uh but yeah it was i mean obviously no big deal i mean i just uh they i'm heading out to um indiana uh well shortly after we're done and if if anyone hears Mm -hmm. any rustling going on i'm actually i'm packing up some of my stuff uh while we're doing this because uh one of the things i wanted to do i wanted to get my grocery shopping done because i'm not coming back until tuesday morning but i just Mm -hmm. didn't i did it last night so right but yeah, no, all I get to do is pack. You know, I I can't remember the last time that I'd done grocery shopping on a Friday. It was weird. I mean, the, I pulled into Aldi, of course, one of the stores I'd go to, and um, I thought they were closed. There was like nobody in the parking lot. <laughs> mm, nice. Yeah, well, people out actually doing things other than grocery shopping on a Friday night, I suppose. But uh, but yeah, so again, if you're any rustling, that's just me me kicking around here. But um, but yeah, so on uh, in like I said, I got. Work. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when when you were when we were talking about our first jobs, and uh-huh. you would talk, you know, the again the company you're working for, and uh, you know the fact that you want to retire from there, and you know I mentioned that you know, obviously work stress with me, and and it's it it is it's just things are things are busy. I mean we're short staffed. I mean a lot of places are are dealing with that, but I'm I'm right. one of the managers. So uh, one of I'm one of three managers. And no, no kidding. I mean, we're doing the three of us are probably doing, doing the work of ideally five or six people that could be mm-hmm. in that spot. But our owner, and this is the first part of a bitch, is a he's just a he's a short sighted dick in a lot of cases. <laughs> and there's just no better way to put it because he doesn't every time he we we lose somebody, whether they you know choose to leave or go on to a different thing, whatever the deal is. He tries to figure out a way to fill somebody into that spot without having to pay somebody, you know, that he right. hired. And he doesn't pay us more. Because <laughs> right. I'm like, well, if I'm doing the job of three people, can you pay me three times what I'm paying? Right. It's <clears throat> two and times. I, yeah. And I, I think I joked about that one time and he didn't think it was funny. So, mm. um but uh, so the other thing that works, the management bonuses are, are paid out quarterly um, mm-hmm. and he he delays it. So first quarter, I mean, if anyone knows, does the math, I mean, it's three months, right? Ends end of March was the end of first quarter, but he, he doesn't pay out the first bonus until like six weeks later. So it's the second pay period of May, second quarter again. It's, it's like six weeks later because it's based off of the profitability of the company, which when I first started and here, this is where my whole problem runs in. Um, <clears throat> when I first started, he explained this and I asked the question, cause first of all, when I, anytime I've been in a job where I, and I've been in most jobs where I can earn something, bonus commission incentives, that sort of thing. Right. And I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, I've done that with very few exceptions since I was like 19 years old. So for a long time, I've, I've been able to earn and I say this quote unquote on top of what I'm paid. So right. I asked him, I said, what's the, you know, here, here's the salary that I need and whatever I ask for now at this point in my, my life and my career, I always ask for a salary that I know I can pay my bills and have a little bit extra. So I'm not just, you know, going to work and coming home type of thing. Um, So he, he agreed to that. And then he were talking about bonuses and he gave me a figure. He said, usually about this. And he gave me Mm -hmm. this figure which basically was an, an opportunity for me to earn like another 25% of my salary in bonuses and commissions. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, that's fucking perfect, you know? Right. So that didn't happen the first year. And I'm in my coming up almost uh, next month will be my, my two-year anniversary there. And it hasn't uh-huh. happened so far. Um, so <clears throat> I started hitting him up about a month ago. I'm like, you're figuring bonuses. What are we looking at this? And then he's like, oh, that figure, blah, blah, blah. So on wednesday or tuesday no it's tuesday or maybe wednesday morning it doesn't really matter very close uh, you know payroll's got to be turned in by by wednesday and i think it might have been wednesday morning you know mm-hmm. he tells me on on what my bonus is going to be and it was about a, a third 
of what I thought might be acceptable. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what I'm like, okay. And again, we, we've done, I've, I've been doing a lot. He's been spreading me really thin over the last six months. Mm-hmm. So it was like a third of what I thought might be acceptable. And I'm going back and forth on this with him. I'm like, I'm like, geez, I said, quarter one's supposed to be our big one. I'm like, this looks pretty grim for, you know, the rest of my, my earning potential for the rest of the year. Right. Like, costs are this and costs are that. And here's mm-hmm. the one cost that he put in there. This, this he considered a cost, which will give you a mindset of, or an idea where his mindset's at. So this year, year so far, collector bonuses. So the bonuses, the bonuses that we pay out to collectors are up by 63%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we are a collection agency. Okay. Just right. follow me for a minute. And our job is to, I'm just going to ask you, what do you think the job of a collection agency is to do? <laughs> it's to uh, collect money. There you go. And when that happens, when the individuals are doing that, they get paid commission, right? That, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and again, I'm, I'm talking to you like you're a three-year-old to make a point. <laughs> mm-hmm. If bonuses are up by 63%, that's probably a good thing, right? I would think so. You're bringing in 63% more money. Yeah, and and I'm the I'm the collection manager, so I'm directly number one responsible for that. But it took it bad. If things are down, I get the heat. But if things are up, I should get the praise. Well, Absolutely. so that 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 didn't make any sense. But so here's where this to wrap all this shit up in a nice little recovery bow. What I wanted to say was fuck you, you fucking <laughs> fuck, and and walk out the door. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. But right. I didn't, but I did kind of in my head, I was just kind of, man, it just kind of, it, it fucked me up a little bit because I get, and I got, everyone's got things to do and I've got things to do that are coming up in the very near future. Like you just said, and I'm glad right. you brought that up. Got some things going on this summer that are going to, going to cost some cash. So you got to make the money, right? Right. So that, that didn't happen. I mean, just, just, you know, a little thing. I, I need, I need new tires on my car. I mean, I'm like, okay. I mean, that's fine. I can do it, but all these different, all these, that's what I wanted to do. And then the other thing that I was going to do, I was going to go home that night and I was going to open up my resume on fucking every, (laughs) every search site I could, including Mm -hmm. the one that, including the one that I know he's searching for, for people to, to handle things a little bit when I, when I go remote here in a month. Right. So I know, so I would, he would see it. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's what I, that's what I was going to (laughs) do. Um, but I didn't. So right. I, you know, by the time I got home, I'm like, okay. So I stepped back and I thought about these things and there's a, a software company that uh, the guy messaged me, I don't know, um, through LinkedIn, probably a month ago, kind of going back and forth. And, uh, you know, I, I messaged him. That's what I did. And I'm like, Hey, do you still want to talk? And he does. So I'm going to talk to him on my way back from Indiana on Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so it might be an, it might be an opportunity now after that. Yeah. If it, if it doesn't work out, I mean, I'm going to have to figure out something cause I can't, I can't do this. Um, you know, and I'm still not, I'm not happy about it, but I guess the, like, like I said, when I thought about it on a recovery standpoint, as I took a breath, I paused, um, mm-hmm. you know, it messed, messed me up in my head and didn't ruin my day. Cause we talked about that, but, um, right. I had a, I had a couple of bad moments those next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, one way or the other, and, and you remember what, what people said when it came to, or let me ask you, do you remember what people told us when we started working again? And if a job wasn't working out, do you remember that the main thing that they told us now that we're sober were employable? There you go. Thank you. Yep. See? And, yep. and I am, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the thing of it is, I know that I can find, um, I can find a job doing something, you know, right. um, even if I have to take a, um, <clears throat> a little bit of a pay cut. I would do that to be happy because that's a thing. I'm not, I'm not happy with what I'm doing and money is one thing, but um, you know, there's gotta be, I don't know. I mean, everyone wants to be uh, appreciated too for, for the work that they're doing and, Absolutely. you know, even, can pay me a, a whole lot of money, but um, you know, if I'm not happy doing it, the money sooner or later, the money's not going to matter, but right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was my work thing. And I, I just figured, you know, one way or the other, they always tell us we should get this should get this at least out in the open and talk about it, because uh, don't they say that talking about something cuts a problem in half. Is that the term? Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah. I heard that, too. 
Yeah. So, you know, but what's funny, yeah, you know, I'm like you said, I was I was stressed out yesterday, and it was just uh, it was a bad day. But right, so I get home and um, I got in the shower and cleaned up, and and I'm standing in front of the mirror in the hot in the bathroom. And um, I looked and and I was like, you know what? Yes, this is a bad day. I'm stressed out. It's all good. But you know what? It's over with. And deep down, even though I was I was a mess when I got home, um, I was okay. Deep down, I had that peace and that serenity that they promised me because I got through it. It was over. And, um, you know, my, my foundation is solid. And no matter what life can throw at me, I, you know, certainly drinking and using was not even in my mind. You know, it was a bad day. It was stressed out. And I got through it. I have the tools today to be able to handle life throwing shit at me all day long. So that was a pretty good thing. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I thought about that, you know, during that time frame, but didn't think about it when I was just talking. And um, <clears throat> when we had talked about whatever episode it was about, you know, people saying that they don't think about drinking, you know, in, in a situation like that, same deal. I didn't think about that. I'm going to go out and get, you know, get drunk or anything like that. But, you know, right. it's that's a that's a perfect example of <clears throat> of me thinking in my head, man, if this would have been, you know, especially 13 years ago, even 12 and a half years ago, um, I would have gotten home and I would have gotten ripped up and I probably would have done everything that I shouldn't have done. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> because because um, I didn't know at that time, I didn't know what to do. Now, granted, I was in, and it doesn't happen that long, thankfully, in the, uh, the, the person that I've been talking to. I mean, I was texting back and forth with her a little bit. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just told her, I'm like, I'm like, man, because this is probably the I think probably the first time that I've been in a in a shitty mood since since we've been talking back and forth. And, and I just right. told her, at one point I'm like, I'm like, man, I just I don't I don't feel right. I'm all fucked up in the head about this. But I said, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and oh. uh, and I said, sometimes my mind is like a computer. I said, more than likely it'll reset and I'll be cool in the morning. And I woke up in the morning. And I was still first thought in my mind was I was pissed. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck me. So, you know, that was like Thursday. I had another weird day and I'm, but I, you know, I, I got myself out of it, but mm -hmm. you know, but the whole point is that, you know, we, and I, and I'm so glad you said that, that the tools, we have the tools to, to deal with this where that even if the thoughts like, yeah, this is what I would have done. That's part of the mm -hmm. process. And for me, you know, I, I need to know what I, what I used to do. So I don't do right. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We can't forget what the asshole that we used to be. <laughs> yeah and and the asshole still lives inside me considering the fact that seriously i just wanted to you know fuck you you fucking fuck is what i wanted to say you know and right and i was just that i i'm just in this anger inside of me you know i i barely wanted to look at him and we had a we had to sit down for an interview too so on mm. thursday yeah thursday i think uh we were in an interview you know, I mean, I held myself fine on the interview, but I'm like, right. as soon as in, this interview's done, and I did when she was walking out, I, I started getting up. Sometimes we'll sit there and we'll shoot the shit afterwards. And I'm like, uh -huh. I can't, I'm like, I don't trust myself, man. I can't sit here and shoot the <laughs> yeah. shit with him. You know, but I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe that's a, I look at that. I'm like, maybe that's a good thing that I knew. I just, you know, I get my fucking ass out of here. I'm going to say some shit, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Take myself out of the situation. <laughs> like you said, I don't trust myself and I still don't sometimes. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's weird, you know, and I, I don't, and again, I mean, I, I understand to a certain extent where he's coming from, but he just, he's extreme and, um, he always got these ways about him, but, um, you know, I just mm -hmm. need to, my choices and here's something that my, my dad told me, but, um, my grandpa told him first time I ever heard this was I, I had to have been probably seven or eight years old. So a couple of years ago, right. Right. <laughs> uh, my dad said to me that, that my grandpa used to say that, hey, um, if you're going to work, you know, put in your and he used to say put in your eight hours of work or your eight hours of pay. Um, mm -hmm. If you're if you're not happy with the job or you don't like it, um, don't badmouth it and don't badmouth the man, you know, go find a different job, you know. Right. So, um, I mean, I don't know. And I, I guess <laughs> I, I, I was just badmouthing the man. So I guess I, I didn't. 
that wasn't that wasn't perfect, but you know, <laughs> I did it in my head and on a podcast where nobody listens to this, right? So you know, right. <laughs> I I can be pretty sure that he's 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 not going to hear it. I, I pretty much know that, but uh, but yeah. So anyhow, that was a little bit of bitching, but uh, you know, we start off with I tried to start it off happy with the anniversary stuff, and I'm not I'm not in a shitty mood anymore. I know what I can do, and it, it's going to happen one way or the other, you know, and I'll write right. my. I'll get my work situation figured out one way or the other. But one of the things I heard a couple of days ago, did you hear that Steven, Steven Tyler relapsed? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know, the, the first thing was I'm like, shit, cause I can't keep track of these celebs and these musicians anymore. Like mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Metallica, James Hetfield. I mean, he went, he's been sober back and forth. I mean, for years and then went back into rehab, I don't know, within the last year. Right. Um, but, the thing that I and, and again here here's my old ways. Now I'm looking at how long was he sober? How did this happen? You know, but uh, and it was just stupid when I started looking at it. But I think one of the articles said that I think this time somebody said he'd been you know sober for 12 years. So maybe maybe we're in the wrong. Maybe it's oof, maybe we should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, I, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I guess he had some surgery and you know got back on the pills or something. Is what I read. Um, right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I being the asshole that I am on one of the posts, I just I put grandma needs to get her shit together. <laughs> it, there are um, <clears throat> there are a ton of memes with him. And the, the one that I think is the funniest goes along that line saying that Steven Tyler looks like that, that mom that used to let people drink at a house party or something like that. <laughs> exactly. And, and he does. I mean, he he's, he looks what first time I saw that beam, I, I, I seriously I couldn't I couldn't stop laughing. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I just figured that was, if nothing else, notable. But yeah, I kind of feel the same way. But other thing that I that I was thought about, and I don't know that we have talked about this yet. We talked about the fact that we had the same sponsor for a period of time, of course. Mm-hmm. But how did you get and I know who your first sponsor was, but how did you end up getting your first sponsor? Yeah, so it was uh, West Park Men's. I had gotten into uh, the Keating Center on Wednesday, and the deal was we were supposed to get a sponsor within our first week, right? So I had stood up at a couple meetings and said I needed a sponsor, and nobody had responded. I was getting a little resentful because, you know, it was all about me, man. They, they Come on, sponsor <laughs> me. Um, so it was the following Wednesday. It was, it was that week, and I was like, okay, I've got to get a sponsor tonight. Um, and Bob S had been up there, uh, and he found out later he was <laughs> out of spite, um, which is wonderful, uh, had gone up there and led for like an hour and a half, man. It was, it was horrible. Um, but so he gets done and there's comments and all that stuff. And, and so I walk up to him after the meeting's over and he's still up by the podium and I go, Hey man, I need a sponsor. And he looks at me and he goes, you want me to be your sponsor? <laughs> I just need a sponsor. I don't care. I need a sponsor. So he ended up, um, one of his sponsees was about a year and a half sober. And he handed me off to him, this guy, Tim. Um, and it was perfect. Uh, it was Tim was my sponsor for about the first year. Um, and he helped me get through those first five steps, first seven steps. Um, and yeah, you know, it was just perfect. He is a sort of musician. Bob was too. He was a bass player. Um, and, uh, you know, it just, it just worked out. It was, it was what it was supposed to happen. That's what happened. It was great. Um, Tim ended up relapsing, um, cause he stopped doing the work. <laughs> yeah. So that was my first sponsor, man. It was, uh, it was out of desperation and, uh, spite and, um, <laughs> it was the way it was supposed to be. How'd you get your first sponsor? Well, you know, what's funny is when you mentioned, uh, West Park men's and, uh, yeah. first of all, this was a, um, <clears throat> I mean, what would you say there? There was usually, uh, without even joking, probably what 200 and was there 200 plus people there usually? Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. It's a huge men's meeting. Still is. Okay. And, and that was one that as soon as, as soon as we didn't have to go, we stopped going. <laughs> right. But, um, I actually met my sponsor and I, I forgot about the where, but I met my first sponsor, 
um, also at West Park Men's. So it would have been uh-huh. the week be the week before, because I get it on Friday, same deal. And um, we were told to get a sponsor. So it had to have been that first Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And Marty, Marty introduced me to, at that point, uh, my sponsor's brother was three quarter. He was living in the trailer. And mm-hmm. I forget, I forget his first name, but my sponsor's first name was Bill. And he, uh, he's like, introduced me to his brother and his brother's like, Hey, he goes, you're, you'll be a West Park. I'll introduce you to my brother. You know, he's going to be your, your sponsor. I'm like, okay, cool. To your exact point, we had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't care. You know, I, I seriously didn't care about getting a sponsor. It right. wasn't, uh, I wasn't like, Ooh, this person's going to help me get sober. <laughs> uh. Wasn't it thought never crossed my mind, but so he introduces me to this guy. Um, and like I said, it was, I remember walking in and there was always this group of new guys that were in, you know, sometimes stood in that line, having to shake hands. And that's how they got people, you know, out of their, out of their self. Right. I think was par- probably part of the purpose. Mm-hmm. So he introduces me. And I think at the time he was, he was 16 or 17 years sober. Um, first of all, one of the, one of the nicest and most genuine um, men that you'd ever want to meet. And of course, same thing. And I know I mentioned this in, in another episode, if not 17 times, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to get sober. I didn't want to stay. So I told him, I said, all I need, and, and here's me. <laughs> it, it again, Let me it, tell you how this is going to work. <laughs> right. So at this point, I get it on Friday. This is Wednesday. And you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been sober, you know, not even, well, you know, not even a week. Well, I have a little over a week now, a week and t- right. 10 days, whatever. <clears throat> I'm like, here's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I just need a temporary sponsor. And mm-hmm. I'm only going to be here for maybe 30 days, maybe 60. Right. But I'm heading back, heading back to Wisconsin. And, and Bill was, uh, um, and, and I mentioned this before, he was so, he was so smooth and he was so cool. It's just like, that's cool. He goes, I'm fine with that. You know, mm-hmm. if you're just, you just need me temporarily goes out. I'll, I'll, I'll help you, whatever it was, but just right. kind of look back. And I, I can only imagine now in his head, he's like, uh, yeah, you, you have no idea what you fucking need. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I started doing that. We went to, uh, that's the meeting we went to every week was West Park men's. He would take right. me, I'd meet him at, or he picked me up to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, picked me up while I was there. Um, <clears throat> But he, we would go to one meeting a week. He'd stop by the Keating Center every once in a while. Um, he didn't make me call him every day. That's kind of a deal with a lot of sponsors. It made me do that. Um, right. But I did. I would, I would check in with him, and he was just um, – he's very cool. He's the one that taught me about how to figure out, you know, make sure my sobriety date was right. He, he's the one that taught me, um, you know, the difference between religion and sobriety. And because mm-hmm. I asked him one time, we we're and I remember driving, we were pulling into West Park, and I said, uh, I said, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about, you know, going going back to church. And I said, we're hearing a lot of the God stuff. I'm like, and I was I was still I I didn't know I knew I wasn't a God guy, and I know I've said that before, but right. I didn't know if if that's something that I just didn't know. I didn't know anything. Right. And and he right. told me he goes he goes if you want to go to church, go to church. And I said, well, I don't really want to. And he, <laughs> And he said, then, then don't. Right. And he, said, he goes, where do you feel comfortable? And I said, at this point, I'm like, I don't know, but I don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable in church, but I, I'm starting to feel a little bit comfortable. I think, you know, in, in a meeting, you know, I, I said a little bit in the basement. And that's what he said. <laughs> that is <exactly laughs> Really? Swear to God, that's what he said. He goes, he goes, I'd rather sit in the basement of a church than upstairs. Yep. <laughs> and so that's that, seriously, you just, I mean, I, I'm like, dude, dude, that, man. <laughs> but, uh, but no, seriously, that's what he told me. So, and, and not that I would have, and now I have, again, nothing against organized religion. Everyone knows how you feel, how I feel and what our backgrounds mm-hmm. are, why behind it. But, but it, it, he just made me feel comfortable and, and cared for and all those different things. Now, right. the, the, the short story with him, um, he had had when he was a kid, had some sort of pancreatic issue, and they had uh, surgery done when he was a kid, and they had to take out like a part of his pancreas. Hmm. Well, what ended up happening was is that he developed pancreatic cancer, right. um, and he, he died. He died sober. Um, hmm. That's when I took on my second sponsor. My second sponsor took me on, which was Joe, the one that sponsored both, of, both Mike and I. Right. Um, but 
that just reminded me too. And that's, that's coming up on, it was, God, I was just, Oh, I was two and a half years sober. I think when he, when he died, he died in December or January, well, either December of 2012 or January 13 or somewhere in that area, because I right. moved back to Wisconsin shortly after, after that. Um, mm-hmm. But here's the other thing too. So, so at that point you figure he had 18, 19 years sober. I had never been to a, you know, like, I mean, we went to the funeral homes of the, of the people, but I went to his, his funeral and the, the funeral home was set up kind of at the beginning off a busy road. I think Lorraine for whatever reason, it was in North Olmstead, I think, mm-hmm. but um, it was a, off a main road, but then the subdivision behind, and I'm not kidding you, the, the subdivision streets were lined with cars. I couldn't find a place to park. Right. I ended up, I had to go um, like three blocks down, park in the uh, parking lot of a strip mall and walk over. And I walked in and not only was the whole, and this was a big church, the whole church mm. filled, the whole lobby area was filled. They had, you know, the like a, a speaker in there so you could hear. And I couldn't even get up. I couldn't even see into the church area that's how many people this guy touched in his life and that's Mm -hmm. the first time that i got to experience that you know what this guy had done and i knew he was a good dude but in the cool part too when the priest was talking he um he morphed in this whole back and forth of the of sobriety and religion and just Mm -hmm. did it cool way Um, but the main point was um I couldn't, I, it, I was blown away at the, the amount of people. And I didn't, here's the other thing that I thought was important. I didn't see anyone crying, not even right. one. Right. right. And, and at the time I, I didn't think about it, but afterwards I'm like, man, that's, that's kind of cool. What, what, what was happening was people were celebrating his life, not his death, which, you mm-hmm. know, wild thing that complete contradiction to what we dealt with, you know, when we went to these other, you know, these people who OD'd and died and all that right. stuff. Right. You know, so he just, he lived a good life. And I was like, man, it was just, I don't know, all that, that's just, all that stuff just popped into my head. But, um, but yeah, he sponsored me until he couldn't. And um, I, I am forever grateful for everything that he taught me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So those were our, those were our first sponsors. So you had a second one and then Joe, Right. Right. Yeah, I had, uh, <laughs> yeah, my second one was fairly brief. He's actually a friend of ours, uh, and uh, he <laughs> he relapsed as well. Um, and I was starting, to th- I started to think it was me. Uh, <laughs> my God, I'm driving these people to drink and use. Um, <laughs> but of course it wasn't. That was just my ego. Um, they, they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. I stayed sober, though. And, and, and Joe, my third sponsor, um, yeah, explain that to me. He said, no, it's not you, asshole. It's it's them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, um, honestly, um, Joe technically is still my sponsor, although I haven't talked to him in quite a while. Um, you know, when, we, when he first took me on, um, you know, I was actually, I was worried he was going to make me, like, work some steps again. And um, he just looked at me and he said, man, you're doing the thing. You know what you're doing. Um, I believe his words were, um, that cake is already baked. I don't need to mix it up again. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I remember him saying that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, so, in the, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, but I mean, you know, like I said, I haven't, I haven't even talked to him in a long time. I don't go to the meetings that he goes to anymore. Um, but I also know that anytime I could pick up the phone and he would answer it, you know, so I, and, and vice versa, you know, he could always call me. And um, speaking of phone calls, um, <laughs> a friend of a friend of a friend uh, reached out to me last night and uh, he was just like, Hey man, um, I know he's, he's in the 12 step thing. And um, we've been friends on Facebook and back and forth and stuff. And he, private messaged me last night and just said, Hey man, can you, uh, can I talk to you? And, uh, this was last night when I got home and uh, I was a mess and I just, I messaged him back because that's what we're supposed to do. And I said, Hey man, is this an emergency? emergency. You know, I, I need to talk to you or is this just, I'm feeling iffy. I have some questions. I need to talk to you. And he said, it's the latter. So we're going to talk to him after the, after the podcast today. Um, but it's kind of cool, man. It's it's nice being able to 
to help other people, to be there for other people. You know, um, I'm going to call him up. And, and he actually said, uh, you know, I need some out. He's still in a uh, sober living facility. He's been there for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, he said, I need some outside 12 step friends. He's part of the horror community here in Cleveland and uh, horror. No. <laughs> right. Not whore. Right. He's an artist, uh, cartoonist. He's a, you know, we've been back and forth and um, it's just going to be cool. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to being able to reach out me. That's the fucked up part, man. Me, this person that doesn't want to have anything to do with anybody is almost looking forward to reaching out and, and starting uh, a conversation and possibly even a friendship with this guy. So it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was thinking about the same thing that, uh, like when you, when you just said, and, and that would be my same response is this something that needs to happen right now? Cause I, and I know, I mean, you didn't want to do this last night and I know you enjoy right. this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, possibly, you know, getting on the phone with something that, you know, and not that you wouldn't enjoy it. And I, that's probably a bad way to put it, but right. uh, maybe not being in the right mindset to deal with that, but no, that, that's mm-hmm. perfect because, you know, and it's been um, I probably the last time that that happened to me. Oh, that uh, the person from California when she had, you know, asked me to message that that guy that was having mm-hmm. some, you know, some issues. And, you know, and she's like, is that are you are you OK with doing that? In my head, I was just like, damn, yeah. But it's and I messaged him during the day while I was at work uh-huh. and I said, I'm, I'm at work. But I said, let me say as long as it's OK. I said, I'm a little tied up. But, you know, can I message you later? It's the same deal. And I was right. I was. I never thought about it until you just said this. I was, I was looking forward to, to, to that messaging conversation when I got home. It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's weird. Right. It's really weird. <laughs> so the, the, the other thing with Joe, when you, when you had, uh, you know, said that about, you know, maybe it was you making, making people drink. I remember the three of us sitting down at one point and, you know, it, Joe came out. I'm like, well, yeah, he's, you know, he's made two of his sponsors drink. And I think Joe even said that he's like, yeah, he goes, I don't know if I want to sponsor both you guys. He's like, you know, right. both your previous sponsor drank, you killed yours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, our, our track record didn't look too good for Joe, but, uh, mm-hmm. and Joe's, Joe's still sober. He's had, uh, he's had a couple of things, some, some life moments that have happened to him, but right. You know, he's, he's sober and he's alive and kicking. And he's just, uh, every time uh, after I left to, um, you know, cause what he told me was, cause I asked him, I probably asked him the question. I'm like, you know, now, cause I mean, it was still when I was in Wisconsin, I, I didn't get a sponsor right away, which he was getting on me about rightfully. So, and mm-hmm. you know, he goes, he goes, you can still turn to me. He goes, I'm, I'm the only way he goes, the only way I'm never, or I'm not going to be your sponsor anymore is if you fire me. And I said, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I, he goes, I'm just, I'm just telling you is this is a, this is a lifelong commitment for me. He goes, I'd always be here for you. He goes, but you need to get somebody, um, you know, local like that. But then every time I come back to Ohio, because we used to go to two meetings sometimes when I went back on Fridays, we'd go, who do you right. know? And then, you know, Gordon Square. And mm-hmm. I remember, you know, you and I'd be standing out in that little that little breezeway area outside. And he'd come walking up and he'd give me these. He'd look, he'd walk up to me, he'd step back, he'd check me out head to toe. And he's like, yeah, you still look sober. but uh but yeah joe joe's a great dude and and, uh um same deal when when i started working with him and when when i found out that my sponsor was you know and i knew he was sick but when it got down to the point where um i knew through uh, i think through a family member or something like that that you know he he wasn't going to be able to to be available for me um i remember going it was on a thursday night because i was secretary that thursday night meeting at at the keating center um and joe came in and i before I started, I, and cause he knew, he knew Bill and he knew everything that was going on. And I had kind of, uh, I talked to Joe a little bit, but I said, uh, I said, now's the time. I said, I, I need you, you know, and he's like, cool. He said, let's, you know, we'll talk after the meeting or whatever. So that's when he became my sponsor. But I, mm-hmm. I think he, I think he said the same thing. You know, he used to tell us that <laughs> I remember telling him, telling us, he's like, he's like, ah, shit. He goes, you guys are easy to deal with. Right. <laughs> Which, which I thought was kind of funny, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we saw him, we'd always see him at who do you know, and, um, anything that we ever needed, I talked to him about, um, everything mm-hmm. usually, you know, as I've said before, I talked to you first and then we'd, <laughs> we'd go talk to Joe, but, um, oh. but no, I mean, there, it was, a he was both of them. I mean, all of our sponsors were a huge part, like you said, even, even for the, you know, the ones that relapse for you, I mean, going back to whatever episode that was, I mean, there's no, there's no bad examples, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
So, um, oh, I know, you know, speaking of, speaking of meetings and, um, and I'm just kind of looking at time here. we got some time. Um, yeah. Speaking of meetings. So when, um, and I mentioned last week between like Wisconsin meetings and Cleveland meetings, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to, I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit because it's there. There's gotta be people out there. I mean, I know there are, I'm not the only one that went from one area to the other. And I have been to, you know, different meetings, not just in Cleveland and in Wisconsin, but right. I've been to, I've been to Florida. I've been to meetings in Illinois. Um, trying to think where else I've been that I went to meetings, but so I've been to, you know, some meetings here and there in different places. God, my phone, I think this might've been on my end. My phone was just kind of buzzing a little bit. Sorry about that. If it comes up <laughs> on the, on the recording, but hey, it is what it is, right? But um, I didn't hear it out the said. Yeah, and the last time it happened, it, it came up on the recording, but you know, so one way or the other, it was just a brief thing. So, um, when I was in Cleveland, uh, you know, we used to all go to there. There's a difference for anyone who doesn't know. There's what they call lead, or here they call them speaker meetings, where right. an individual stands up. In front of the room at a table at a podium, whatever, and tells their story. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's a comment time, this and that, but that's what it is. One person, quote unquote, leading or speaking at the meeting. Whereas right. there's also discussion meetings and there's also book study meetings. And right. all of which, you know, we went to in Ohio, but all the main meetings that I was going to and that you were going to also, for the most part, you know, we're, we're lead meetings, you know, so we're right. just sitting back and we're taking in information. And this was for the first, you know, three years and whatever it was, three, four months for me. Mm-hmm. So I get to Wisconsin, I find the clubs and, and they're um, all the ones with the exception of the Friday meeting at the club I went to were all discussion meetings. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because I'm like, okay, so now it's all these people talking. I understood the format and it wasn't anything that I didn't get, but it was just odd. So then I, I set myself, well, first of all, at the one, they would have like the the big book, wherever the big book was, somebody was, and I'll say this again, quote unquote, stuck with reading um, how it works. And that's chapter Uh five in the big book for anyone who doesn't know. Um, Honestly, one of my, the beginning of that, how it works is one of my favorite things because it it tells you how it works. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine that. I know. And I love it to this day. I love it. So, um, I figured out that, you know, some people are like, Oh, I don't want to read and whatever. So what I started doing was when I go into that meeting, I would sit down either in front of the book or grab a, grab one of the big books. that was in front of me and I'd volunteer because that was my way. Even if I, I didn't have a chance to speak, because sometimes you didn't, if it didn't get around the table, mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to do something. I wanted to be, you know, be active in, in the meeting. Be a so, part of Exactly. Yeah. Be a part of. And so I, I did that and you'd sometimes would have a, a chance to speak, but then I, I made it a goal to always, if given the opportunity, I wasn't going to jump over somebody just so I could talk, but that right. was my, my, my goal. It, even if I had nothing to say, cause I, and I learned that you remember learning that at the Keating center right. in, right. in meditation, um, Marty never let anyone just pass. He, you have to say something, you know? Mm-hmm. So again, it was one of those old habits, but then now almost, you know, three and a half late, three and a half years later at that time, you know, I was doing the same thing. So then I went to all discussion meetings, unless I went back to Cleveland is when I would go to a lead meeting. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, the club I went to here and uh, where I live now or close to that same thing, they would have every once in a while, they would have like a monthly speaker meeting. Only time I ever went to that, because I used to go to the Saturday meeting, which I was the secretary of here. Um, right. It was usually at eight o'clock at night. The only time I ever went to that, they asked me to leave one time. So other than that, I just, I'd go to the five o'clock and then, you know, be done with that or five thirty, whatever it was. But mm-hmm. um, so the, the difference though, in, in Wisconsin AA and Cleveland AA, and, and there's a distinct difference, even like Florida meetings were kind of fun. It was a little bit mm-hmm. more lighthearted, a little bit more laid back, a little bit different format, but I still enjoyed it. Same thing with the Illinois meetings, but the difference between, and I, I mentioned this before, Cleveland AA, very structured, um, very, I'll just call it hardcore. And I don't mean that in a bad yep. way. Yep. Um, old school, hardcore. This is what it is. This is AA and this is what we're going to teach you. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I said, I think in the last episode that um, I would, if I were in Cleveland, I, I, I know I would go to more meetings. The people is one thing. And I do like the people around here, but the meetings and the structure, it's, it's just what I, what I knew and what I was taught, what we were taught, you know? Right. So every once in a while, it would just get, get some people talking about some shit that was, you know, outside or 
or watered down, maybe the best way to put it, from what we were taught. And you, you and I went to you and I went to one of the meetings when you were here five six years ago. Right. Do you do you remember that at all? And we were sitting outside because it, it, it was nice out that day. But do you remember that feeling like it was a little bit watered down? There was hugs going on, which I know you love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. Oh, There's nothing like Cleveland AA. You know, I, Akron, I suppose. But, um, you know, this is the cradle of it. This is where it started. I mean, it started in Akron, and the first major city that it spread to was Cleveland, right up the road. You know, the oldest men's meeting in the world, Don't's Men's, is here in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, this is this is where it's at, man. You know, I love it. I mean, we talked about meetings. You know, I was introduced to the rooms out in California uh, long before I got sober. And... Um, I mean, I know people stay sober out there doing it their way, but um, it was very watered down, very touchy-feely, very, you know, um, your feelings are important. And Cleveland AA is the exact opposite of that. Your feelings don't fucking matter here. And that's what I needed. I needed to not be ruled by my feelings, man. Your actions are what matter. That's what's drilled into our head here over and over again. You know, it doesn't matter what you're thinking. It doesn't matter what you're feeling. It matters what you're doing. And that's how this drunk stays sober for a dozen years. Yeah, Cleveland AA is hardcore, man. And that's what this drunk needed. I didn't need, you know, we'll love you too. You can love yourself. Fuck that. You know, you're gonna start, you're gonna start acting like a decent human being. That's what's gonna happen. You know, and then you keep doing that over and over again. Guess what? You're doing the right thing over and over again. You will start to love yourself. Because you're doing the next right thing. That's how this needed to work for me. Yeah, not this. We'll, we'll take you in and we'll embrace you and we'll make you feel better. Fuck that. Feel like shit. <laughs> like shit for years and years and years. Well, start acting decently. And you keep doing that over and over again. We'll like yourself because you're doing the, the next right thing. That's Cleveland AA, man. Yeah, and uh, I like you just said, you know that that you needed that. I I didn't know that I needed mm. that. I didn't I didn't know that I needed that until I didn't have it, you know. Right. And but when I uh, and you know speaking of speaking of Joe, I remember going back to you know being back in Cleveland and telling him, and I said uh, I said this whole these I said when I same thing when I first got there everything's different, which again is not necessarily a bad thing because I thankfully I had that base and I'm not saying that I couldn't have gotten sober and stayed sober in Wisconsin with Wisconsin meetings. I'm not saying that, mm -hmm. you know, sure. but the, the path that I followed and the path that we followed, as it turns out, first of all, it's the only thing we know. That's number one, maybe. But right. but the other most important thing is, is that I know how I was and I know how I still am. And if I wouldn't have gotten my ass checked, you know, yep. um, I don't I I have doubts, if nothing else. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm glad Everything that we went through, I'm glad that we went through all of it, you know, but, but I told Joe, I said, you know, here's the thing. I said, these discussion meetings are opening up a whole new area of my mind. I said, now I get to listen to all the stories, not just one. And I still get to take everything that I knew um, and build this in here. But now I get to hear all these people every week. And I said, it's actually really cool. So mm -hmm. it turned out to be a great addition, but I already, I already had the base there. I already had the foundation. And right. it just, again, it was, some of the stuff was like, yes, yeah, it still is a super watered down. And the only thing that I, I ran into, which there was one meeting when I moved to uh, Germantown where I'm at now, mm -hmm. there's like two main, main meetings. They have uh, like two different clubs right within 20 minutes of where I live. And I went to the one a couple of times and the meeting was fine. You know, and I actually know a lot of people I know here that go to the other meeting now. It was uh, the meeting at the other club that I went to was an offshoot of this original club. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the same people and, and all that sort of thing. But the difference was is that I was at one of these meetings the, the one time and I only went to two at the first club. And um, so I, let me step back a little bit. Mequon, where these meetings are, uh, one's in Thienesville, one's in Mequon. They're, they're not poor areas. Okay. That's, right. that's probably the first thing. And most of the time, most of the people around here, and I haven't noticed in a lot of meetings, but you know, people don't talk about their status and this and that. Cause you got some people that 
in my opinion, if you're if you're in and you're run down, and you got nothing. You don't need to hear about the guy going out on his boat that afternoon. You know, it's just right. I don't know. It just I, I don't I don't think there's a place for that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just you got to think, you know, know the room, you know, judge the room, know the audience, all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm at this one I'm at this one meeting and it was before the meeting. We're sitting around and this this girl and she was probably early 20s and she's talking about I think she had only been back then, you know, a week or a couple of weeks. It was, she was really new, but she's talking about all the struggles, all the things she lost. She's trying to get her kids back. She doesn't have a car anymore because she lost that. She's riding her bike. I mean, these serious struggles. She's, she's staying with a friend, basically, basically couch surfing, you know, with friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's got like nothing, just started working again, can barely scrape enough money together to, you know, to eat and, and all this different stuff. And, So she's telling that conversation and then these other two people start talking about their investments and how much money they made and all. And and I'm just, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at the girl and she's just kind of sitting there and I swear to God, you could see her shoulders just kind of go in and she's like in the corner of one of the, one of the couches. And I'm like, this is fucking shitty, you know? Um, And they weren't talking to her, but they were talking about all this stuff and, and she can barely scrape enough money together to eat and is trying to get her daughter back. And I'm like, fuck this, man. I'm done. I didn't go to that meeting anymore. And it didn't happen that much at the other meeting, but every once in a while, the, you know, stuff like that would come up at, at the other club too. So, so that's part of it. I don't, I didn't like some of, you know, some of that, but it was tolerable in most cases, you know, but the, the biggest thing is it just, uh, I don't know, like I said, some of it just got, just got watered down and I, and I really needed um, you know, the, everything that the Cleveland, the Cleveland brings about, I mean, going back to now our most popular episode is when, when you were talking about the absolutes, nobody knew about that, which right. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but man, that was huge, you know, just yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely huge. So, but yeah, so that was like the, the thing with the, with the meetings and stuff, which I thought was, you know, again, it's different. I have no issue whatsoever with Wisconsin AA, but I mean, my, my heart and my soul, you know, definitely still lives in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. my ass, Ooh, my ass <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you remember the? I mean, so if you came in, Oh shit. If you came in on a Wednesday, West park might've been the first meeting that you actually went to then. Right. It was, they threw me in the back of the van. I was like, Oh my God, what the hell's going on? And they took me to West park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that's I remember that too. Yeah, because uh, we yeah, used it, to have to go. It was a passenger van. It was a cargo van. It was they threw about twenty of us in the back of a van. We sat on the floor and they took us to West Park Meds. Oh yeah, <laughs> welcome to Cleveland. <laughs> did you um, did you go to do um, setup? Because I I was taken a couple of times to do setup. No, no, not that first one. Yeah, and I. I don't remember. I mean, the part of it was like, it's, it was just, you know, being able to get out of, just get out of the Keating center for a little bit, but yeah, sure. whatever time West park was at like eight 30 or something like that, we'd have to go in the, you know, like the late afternoon, um, mm-hmm. early evening and go set up all the tables. And then, right. I mean, I was just the first time, well, I, you know, again, I got there on a Saturday. The first big meeting I went to was Keating men's on Monday. And that right. was probably that meeting used to be at least a hundred people. Then I walked into West all park right. and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever did you ever lead West Park? Uh yeah, a couple times actually over the did years. You? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. So more more than what I did uh well how did that how did that go the first time you led? Were you overwhelmed by it or how did you how did that go just in general? Uh the first time I think I was about maybe three years sober, somewhere in there. Um, and clearly I ended the meeting and stuff. It was, um, you know, it was new, lots of people there. It was, uh, it was another meeting to lead, you know, pitched how this thing works. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 leading doesn't, uh, doesn't bother me anymore. Doesn't, uh, doesn't make me nervous. Of course it did in the beginning, but yeah, it's just going to talk about drunks and junkies, man. This is how this works works for me. I just remember when I, and I, I led there before, uh, um, well, speaking of our friend, Ben, I think he's the one that, um, either Ben or no, Joe, I'm sorry. Joe's the one that got me, um, mm-hmm. got me to lead there. Cause I think he had one set up and then called me. He's like, I need you to lead. I'm like, okay. 
Right. So I just, I remember standing up there and then it just reminded me the first time I walked in there being overwhelmed and not knowing everyone and then standing up in front and same thing at that point. And I remember mentioning it in the lead saying, I'm like, man, when I was here my first time, you know, three years ago or whatever it was, mm-hmm. like not only did I know anyone, I'm like, I was scared. I was overwhelmed. And at that point I probably, it's at least faces. I knew more than half the, the faces in that, in right. that meeting. And I went ahead and I think that on that one, I led for, it might've been a half hour. And somebody said afterwards, you're like, Jesus, you went ahead and talked for 30 minutes. I'm like, is there a fucking rule? I'm like, you know, like you, <laughs> you just said, Bob did it. Bob did it for an hour and a half. But, uh-huh. but I mean, we were always told and we always tried to, you know, keep the, keep our leads to what, what do they used to tell us? 20 minutes or what? No, anything over 20 minutes is bullshit. <laughs> right yep. which which i i tried and that that was a cool part about who do you know being you know a, a quick meeting like that it was uh it was a you know a 30 minute lead oh thinking about that okay and i know you remember the stories but this is okay to, to give an example everyone of how um structured uh cleveland aa is this meeting we mm-hmm. went to who do you know um very structured very they had a limited opening um they had a lead that went for 30 minutes and then they had some comments and it was done and that yep. was our friday meeting in our home home group so i know you remember them so explain even one of the incidents that happened if, if somebody led long <laughs> i remember uh well the one that comes to mind it was some guy he was uh uh, local sports radio guy, right? So clearly he liked to hear his own voice and um, he's up there leading and uh, there was a, there was an egg timer on the table and, and they, they turned it to 30 minutes. And when that thing dinged, um, you stopped and uh, it, it dinged and he kept going and they kind of, uh, let him go for a couple of minutes, but he's just plowing forward. And they, they said, that's it. They stopped him mid sentence. You're done. You're done. And he was pissed and we were all happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there was, there was a couple of them and I, God, I, I remember that one, but I also remember um, Joe, Bob and all the guys in the back at one point, mm-hmm. um, all of them got up and walked out. Yep. On one guy. And then um, the one I remember, Joe, Joe, Bob and a couple other people when the, the guy kept, again, yammering on, because that's when you use that word in one episode, that's my favorite word now, yammering, because because yep. I do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but they just got up and they started uh, they just started saying the Lord's prayer. and The guy didn't know what to do. Um, mm-hmm. So he just crossed his crossed his arms and started saying the Lord's prayer with everyone. But I remember that. <laughs> I do remember the one guy saying like when that I forgot about the egg timer. That's funny. So mm-hmm. when it, it dinged the one time and the guy's like, he's like, eh, I know I'm close, but he goes, I'm sure I could talk for another few minutes. That might've been the one when, when everyone walked out and uh-huh. that was fucking, fucking funnier than hell. In one of them, I was there with a guy that I just started sponsoring and this dude mm-hmm. looked like a, like a deer in the headlights. He didn't know. I'm like, I'll explain in a minute. So, um, but what, what they were teaching us was, respect and um and how to follow the rules okay so yep. the the rule they had this me if you didn't like the meeting they would tell people that if you don't like the rules or a meeting you don't have to go you don't have to right. be here but here's what our rule is that if you don't if you don't follow the rules we're going to enforce them and you're going to be done talking you right. know and uh, and that's what they did and i thought and again that was that that was that structure but um i'm sure i mean anyone that anyone that didn't know what was going on like the sponsee i had you know, they're probably just kind of like, and he was, he was just like, Whoa, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, number one, I love those guys and all of them. The last time I went to a meeting at who do you know, was probably a handful of years ago. Right. And even after being in Wisconsin and being gone for a few years, I'd walk in, everyone still knew my name. Everyone mm-hmm. said hi to me. I mean, I just, I felt, I know both of us did. We just felt so welcomed at that, at that meeting. Um, yep. So yeah, it was, uh, it was great. So, but um yeah, so it, for everyone who knows, and I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear the split when I have to edit it, but we had a, a technical problem at about 25 minutes, and I'm trying to do the math in my head. I think we're over an hour now, yeah. um, but but one way or the other, I think I think we're done talking. I had more things on my sheet here, but that gives us more things to talk about next week. But uh, I think this turned out to be a I don't know. We talked about I talked about my job for a while, but then I think all this the sponsor stuff. I think that turned into a longer conversation than I thought it would be. But I think that's uh-huh. uh, 
great, great stuff. Just because, um, I mean, these, these men, uh, and I, I know I keep saying it, but these men that we're putting in our lives, not just sponsors, but the men that taught us how to, you know, how to follow rules and just be good human beings, man. It just, right. uh, just a huge debt of gratitude to all of them. So, yeah. Absolutely, man. You know, giving away what was given to them. Yeah. yeah. By all means. So I, I always know the answer to this, but anything else on your mind before we wrap up? There's not a damn thing on my mind. It's a blank slate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. So, uh, you know, it is your turn. Go ahead and, uh, and wing us all out of here. All right, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. You know, go out there. It's Memorial Day weekend. Um, you know, if you happen to have someone in your circle that uh, gave it gave it away for, you know, this country, I don't want to get political, but, you know, they sacrificed the ultimate sacrifice so we can sit here and run our mouths over the uh, Internet. So remember them. Go buy a mattress and uh, fuck off. <laughs> All right, brother. As always, I love you, brother, and I'll talk to you later. Love you, too. Everybody have a good one. All right, man. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. To access all of our content and interact with us, please visit our website, SoberNotMature.com Thank you again for listening and we will talk to you soon.